She was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens Till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes What was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her family that's right, everybody. It is Throwback to School. We are talking about The Nanny. I am the clone of Mr. Sheffield, Andrew, and with me is... Uh, CC Babcock's dog, whatever that dog's name is. Mm-hmm. Hella cute. Liza. Liza. The name of the dog is Liza. <laughs> I wish. So, Liza, we are... Uh, how are you, by the way? I'm great. How are you doing? Mm, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> taking a big swig of water um so we watched the nanny TV yes show. we did tv show not the whole thing not the sadly. whole thing yeah Ugh, unfortunately um tv show starring fran drescher created by fran drescher mm-hmm. uh, produced by fran drescher i didn't know fran drescher was a thing before the nanny so the fact that she had like creating rights and production money was i was a little surprised about but Here's her TV show. That's a good point. I knew those things, and now I'm realizing what did was she famous for something before that, or how did she make production money? Because that's that's a lot. Yeah. Or was she? Was she wasn't a stand up comedian? Was she? I don't know. So let's look at her wiki. So like, I wonder if she was like she had a character that was similar to the nanny on another show, and then that sort of like sold some people on getting her her own show or something yeah so she's got very like she has a lot of credits before the nanny Mm -hmm. um she was on she was her first break was a small role in saturday night fever interesting Uh, she was in uhf obviously Mm um yeah it looks like she had a lot of this is spinal tap she so it's like she had a lot of okay she made appearance in who's the boss as an interior decorator that's hilarious um but yeah just it kind of feels like a lot of stuff i'm not sure where she would have gotten the like the money and the clout to create her own tv show that's so strange yeah i I mean mean, that's kind of amazing good for her like if you know whatever she she turned not much into a fucking t- television show for herself. Yeah, for six years. Six years. 93 to 99, I think. Yeah. Oh, she was also um, married to Peter Mark Jacobson, who, of course, was the co-creator and a t- television producer himself. So okay. they were married in 1978. So they had been married. Okay, when, interesting. Yeah. Well, she had been in that world for a long time. Maybe she just like build a whole bunch of contacts and then yeah like took a shot i wonder if she like took a shot on one season had no idea what it how it was gonna go and then it like did really well i don't know that's kind of amazing i haven't thought about that yeah um yeah the funniest part the funniest part of the show by the way is that mm-hmm. in the first episode the the we're immediately thrown into fran's life where she is mm-hmm. working at a bridal shop bridal shop she's helping somebody with her dress and then Mm -hmm. the whole thing unfolds where um she's dating like the owner of the bridal shop Mm -hmm. and then he's breaking up with her and firing her at the same time so that he can make room for his current girlfriend to have a her job 
mid shift in front of a, cli- a client and her coworker. In front of her client and her coworker, then roll credits. The you know yeah. the theme song, you know all that stuff, where they recap what's about to happen in the episode, <laughs> which is that she's gonna meet Mr. Sheffield and 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 you know apply for this nanny job even though she's not qualified for it. They they tell you all of that in the credits right before cutting to her with her cosmetic bag knocking on the door and you know discovering that she wants to be a nanny for this family and it was just like couldn't this have come like they could have run the credits like or not even run the credits they didn't have to have a theme song in the first one like it should just it could have just been like right do you, do do you think the they did? Nanny. Yeah. <laughs> do you think they did in the first in the first in the pilot when they ran they like aired the pilot for the first time or is it like a post edit now that it's been like re well now it's on hbo now Interesting. and i just assumed like, that was the how it originally aired because like a lot of the streaming services now like in in syndication a lot of shows will just air with whatever theme song they have access to so like a lot of times right. like say by the bell for instance when that was in syndication they would run the theme song from like season four, even over like episodes of like in season one. Right. And then when they had, when, when Netflix had charmed, they mm-hmm. wouldn't even be able to play. How soon is now that version. Yeah. They would play something else. Yeah. Cause somehow like they didn't the package didn't yeah. come with that deal yeah. or whatever. Same with uh, parenthood. They have that weird, um, like, it's not like it's not only not Bob Dylan. It's like a female singer, not even singing "Forever Young." It's like a totally different. Oh really? Song. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I know, I didn't know that. But yeah, um, this this one, it's just like, let's get to like it's just like what here's what the show's about. Like just so you know, and then we'll see her do the right, stuff that we talked about. Which is the kind song. of funny to begin with, because like I can't think of any other show, especially a sitcom where they explain to you the premise of the show within the credit song, that, like the a... song like that. And, and visually like it's a cartoon. Yeah. It's an animated version of the actors and the characters. They should do that and... in more shows. Like, I know, you know, <laughs> so Chandler's gonna meet his friend Ross in college. He'll move in with Joey and then he'll move across the street from Monica. It's like, <laughs> Then they'll meet in a coffee shop and hang out all the time. Beanie. Like, it's just like, what? Like, I, that should be a thing more often where, like, just I thought, condense. I, I would watch that. Condense the plot into, like, a 20-second theme song. And then let's mm-hmm. let's roll. Roll roll camera. Yeah, let's go. Uh, sorry, before I interrupt. And then you, explaining it, like, and then, of course, the credits come, like, between, the like, the pre-roll and then the full episode, mm-hmm. which is a lot of sitcoms are at least in the nineties, they yeah. love doing that. Um which they probably still do that. I just don't I feel like I don't watch current sitcoms as much. Or they don't they're like done so differently, I feel like. Yeah, well a lot of times it's just like it's just pictures of the actors or something. Like Brooklyn Nine Nine, for instance, oh, is just yeah. like the it's shots of the show. And like it's not like a you know, this is about a precinct thing. Yeah. Or like right. Superstore, you know, is another sitcom where it's just like it's just the theme song with the name of the show. Like they don't even have like the actors' names in the in the opening credits. That's usually mm-hmm. played over the actual episode. But right, um, right, you're right. 
And then it was very interesting to watch the the finale, the theme song and the the thing, none of it changes. No, not one bit. The song, the animation, nothing. Like the little girl is still like, you know, knee high tall Tiny. in the opening. <laughs> so that when I you know we will get into to talking about the actual episodes, but when they when I start watching the finale and she's as tall as Fran Drescher, and then like <laughs> the the little scamp boy is now like Hey, Dad, you know, <laughs> I can't believe you're having twins, dude. It's like, I was just like, what? Like, like, how have these, like, I understand six years has passed, so of course these kids have aged, but that mm-hmm. the that the intro leads nothing to that. It's just like, you know, she's hanging out with the little kids, and, like, in it, they're, like, these kids that are following her, and, you know, they're cartoons, like you said. Yeah. But then when it's just, like, Hey, we're moving to LA, Dad. Uh, you know, or we're going to Europe. You're moving to LA. Cool, huh? I'm just like, whoa. Look, this is my husband. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maggie would say. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this. And you know, obviously, a show changes so much mm-hmm. from beginning. Yeah, to but end. watching it like with no. Right. So we watched the first episode, and then also the last episode mm-hmm. is a is a two parter, and we only watched part two. But yeah, it's very, when you watch them back to back, it's like, oh God, the people <laughs> aged so quickly. Yeah. Well, and to be like, to kind of add weirdness to it is that friend Drescher herself hasn't changed. Like she's so like the mm-hmm. I, the iconic visuals of the nanny, oh, like and she is the iconic. hair and the outfit and the makeup. And like, she doesn't, she's the like part that stays the same mm-hmm. throughout the six years pretty much so does mr sheffield by the way i yeah. um when i was watching the first episode i was like okay his hair is obviously fake mm-hmm. and that's going to be like a plot point later where she like accidentally pulls his wig off or something <laughs> that his his hair the whole time apparently <laughs> like i was like yeah okay. well and there's a lot of jokes in the show about like his hair making mm-hmm. him like you know people swoon to his hair because he has that like gray streak through yeah. it and um yeah it's interesting i mean it might be like plucks or something it's just it's this like wild pompadour it's just like huge head of hair and it looked like yeah it looks so fake that i was like (laughs) of course at some point she's gonna be like cleaning and accidentally like whoops you know pull off his his hair and he's like has this like shocked look on his face like oh put it back on you know like i thought for sure but no when they're having spoiler a baby at the end and he still has two. the same head of hair. Yeah, two babies. I was just like, oh, that is, that's his hair. Cool. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> no jokes. Hey, no notes, no comments. Great hair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like they, there's, overall, there's not a, lots of, I mean, they make, they banter and they make fun of Mr. Sheffield for being like, you know, kind of a stuck up or kind of like, Percy's posh or the fact that he's from England or something but he's supposed to be the like lovables like with like um hot dad or whatever with got a dad lots bar. of money so they don't they don't like denigrate him as much as maybe they've done with other characters because he's supposed to be like like you're supposed to root for them or whatever mm. to get together for most of the show he's a major zaddy for sure yeah he probably invented zaddy <laughs> as a the, british white the man original zaddy <laughs> mr sheffield 
Mr. Sheffield. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> Have you, did you watch this show? You didn't watch the show when it first aired, did you? I I don't know like when I would have watched it. I mean, I I did because I like am familiar with Fran. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, she is a cultural icon, as you said earlier. Um, but like I've seen her in other things. But I know you know I I knew the the phrase "Oh, Mister Sheffield." You know, like I'm familiar with that. So I I have mm-hmm. at points must have watched this show, but it's not something I've ever. Like, I didn't sit down and watch it when it came out or, you know, like, okay. oh, the nanny's on. Time to sit down and watch the television. It, you know, it may have been on, like, a Nick at Night or some okay. other syndication. So, like, night. random – you've seen only random episodes here and there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, I have seen the whole thing mm-hmm. multiple times. Wow. <laughs> I grew up watching this. Uh, this isn't, like, specific to high school per se uh it's one of the shows that would it's like friends like would go on 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 reruns like in france on a regular basis like they would play the whole show and then they would take a couple years break and then they would just like put it back on tv again and and every time we would watch it uh my mom and i loved it Mm -hmm. um of course it was uh the interesting part is that kind of the whole love it or you know love it or hate it thing with this show, especially in the U.S., it's is her voice. friend friend Drescher's voice. Yeah. So how does she and, sound in France? Right, and so she's everybody's dubbed. So they hired someone to do a similarly like high pitched nasally voice, uh, which they do they do that with dubbing in general. Like they try to sort of match the idea of. Especially if, like, the main joke is that she's, like, loud and annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to try to match that. But funny enough, I, I've, I've, so most of the time I've watched this show was in French, dubbed. and But I've watched the whole thing again uh, when I went. <laughs> I studied abroad in Ecuador. And that was, like, and it was show, it was on Netflix in Ecuador for some, like in English, but like, you know, Netflix, like will have different things if you're yeah. in different countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, that was like my like chilling after a long day of like just Spanish. And like, of course I had a great time, but it was, you know, it's like demanding. And like, so I was like, Ooh, great. I want to watch something I've already watched. That's easy and dumb. And I can just like put it in the background while I do my homework or whatever. So I watched the whole thing while in Ecuador, which uh-huh. is weird, and I'm aware of that. Um, but that's that was the first time I watched it in English, in mm-hmm. the original voice voices. And um, it's funny, watching it yesterday again, it, it's like you know that she's high-pitched and nasally, but then you watch it again after haven't, you haven't heard those noises or uh-huh. that sound in a long time. That it's still like yesterday I was like, oh God, is it really? But I think she changes it. I feel like the first the pilot feels very much like a pilot where everything is more intense. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it it it's not like it gets less intense, but there's something about like it's there's some more like a little bit more nuance and like some softness that comes into it. I feel like she gets less 
high pitch and more nasally sure like with the continuation of the show but I don't know I don't know that that's like truth that's just like my recollection of it but when I watched it again yesterday I was like oh god (laughs) I love this show and but I know like I see why like lots of people are like no thanks yeah like fuck that that Mm -hmm. gives me a headache um I've definitely like not watched certain shows because I can't stand some like but usually it's like animated shows Mm -hmm. i have like specific animated shows in my mind that i'm like i can't watch this the voices are too much for me like too i don't know you think that's bad (laughs) remember that time lois and i watched a lot nanny together is that the kind of voice you're talking about not even i'm talking about some voices on adventure time Mm. and then i've never been able to watch rick and morty I know lots of people love it and it's supposed to be it, it is funny. I'm sure it's funny. I just the voices in that are just like screeching and like I don't know, they hit wrong with my brain. Hey Morty. <laughs> is that right? Um, the kid's name is Morty, right? I'm I have no idea. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> the Rick and Moving Morty on. the Rick and Morty stands or the hive is coming for At us. At our door. Um yeah, so the I I loved watching it when I was a kid and it would come back often and it's kind of a classic in my with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um and then so we watched the first episode which basically just lays out the it's like a long version of the credits. Yes. <laughs> she she gets yeah, she gets fired, she gets dumped, she mm-hmm. comes to the Sheffield's house with her cosmetics bag. She talks to Nigel. Nigel? Niles. Niles. Yeah. Um, and right away, there's like a chemistry between Niles and, or a chemistry. Like, because she enters this home that, so she, if if people don't know, the nanny comes from like Queens. She grew up like low income. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's Jewish uh, and has like obviously done like odd jobs and like customer service type jobs. So she's always been sort of. Um, on the low income um, scale, eco- economic scale. And then she it goes to uh, uh, a fancy neighborhood of New York, Manhattan or something. And uh, is like amazed by the house. She enters and there it happens. It's a very like Mrs. Doubtfire type era mm-hmm. humor where she just like, she's coming and trying to sell makeup but it's at the same time that they're hiring for a nanny, mm-hmm. like situational comedy there. And they're like, oh, come in. You're here to you're here for the interviews. And she's like, sure. In- yeah. Why not? Like and then right away, sort of her and Niles are more on the like, I don't know if it's this like we serve people so we get along kind mm-hmm. of thing versus like everybody else is a rich, bougie person, He's even also- though Niles has this like. British accent, like there's a lot of stereotypes in the show mm-hmm. or caricatures. He's very funny, by the way. The actor who plays yes. Niles is like he's doing a lot of the comedic lifting in this because, mm-hmm. like, you know, she- obviously, quippy. like, yeah, he's quippy. You know, Mr. Sheffield is kind of the straight man, and mm-hmm. you know, Fran is also funny, but she's sort of having to like put on this. I thought for sure that it was going to be a thing where she had to like pretend like she had all these credentials but they just like she just lays it out like ah, I, I came in and you know I, i'm trying to sell cosmetics and blah 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 and you know i just want to be a nanny now 
Yeah, she fills out the application with lipstick. With lipstick, yeah. And like he says, like, what is that, crayon or lipstick? Lipstick. And so it's, I thought for sure there was going to be like a dichotomy where she's like, oh, I have to fake being a nanny. And like Mm -hmm. maybe halfway through season one, it would come out like, oh, she's not a nanny. She was... Mm -hmm. You know, like they find her like cosmetics bag, like buried in the in the closet or something. Like, what is this? Ugh. But instead, it's just like she's very upfront about it right away. Just yeah. like I'm not, I'm not a nanny. Like, but I could. You know, I can answer this phone. <laughs> and and she she doesn't. She also doesn't pretend to be in a different socioeconomic status yeah. or or a different culture. Like she she's just like she's her, and she's just gonna stay her, and you like it or leave it. Yeah. Which is and then there's which you kind of with this pilot you get that sense various ways but one of the ways is that the scene where she gets fired and dumped is repeated again when Mm -hmm. she at first doesn't or gets fired or in this episode she also gets fired from mr sheffield so she gets hired sort of on like this last minute situation where the dad is like i have to find a nanny for this weekend and she sort of lingers and so they're like you're the only adult female that will be around these children so sure why not and and then within that episode there's more things that happen and she gets fired and then rehired Mm -hmm. but the way she gets fired is the same she like slams the door and she's like well nobody fires me i quit and then comes back and she's like jk i'll I'll take the unemployment so we'll say you you fired me and that like repeated joke which is also very 90s but i feel like it just sets the tone of like she's she's just confident Mm -hmm. and 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 maybe a little stubborn and maybe like self-righteous in a way Mm -hmm. but there's something about that the the endearingness of that personality that like and the fact that yeah it's just like a confident woman that just is not going to pretend to be someone else and which is like i think cool like i don't know like as much as i think that's what i mean by iconic like i think you can see in very different ways like she's she can be shallow she can be like obnoxious and like there's lots of humor in the show throughout that's i'm sure not aged well Mm -hmm. but overall i i found this the first episode pretty funny like Mm -hmm. the quips of it her like remarks her like i don't give a shit attitude but still in an endearing way Mm -hmm. somehow like she writes that fine line really well there's a very Um, funny there's a very funny scene where so the reason she gets fired is or hired and fired is there's a uh a big like to-do party happening at mr sheffield's house Mm -hmm. and she kind of gains the trust of the children by like being nice to the older daughter Mm -hmm. and so she shows up at the party, but she's in this like very elegant dress. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so funny because like whoever's like, there's a guy playing the piano and <laughs> suddenly she emerges. And so he has to like call attention to it and like, and <laughs> presenting, you know, the nanny, the nanny and like, like, what? to all these rich people trying right. to give money to Mr. Sheffield to like produce some theater play or right. something. And so it's just like this, like very, like there may as well have been like, a double take and like a record yeah. scratch when she showed up and just like ever stop the party ladies and gentlemen the nanny it's like <laughs> okay like that and then she's like okay and it's like it's a it's like everybody is dressed in like tuxedos mm-hmm. and like you know cocktail dresses and she shows up in like a a glittery hot pink 
mm-hmm. super va 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 voom, like close to the body dress with a slit like leg. Yeah. So her one of her legs is showing, and it's just like so. That's I feel like they they keep hitting it in the first pilot. They're like, this is what you're gonna get mm-hmm. for at least one season, hopefully six seasons. Like yeah. she's always gonna be the odd woman out for these like just being and 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 it's in the song too she's the woman in red when Mm -hmm. everybody's wearing tan or whatever yeah um yet again that credit song is just you could just watch the credit song or or the credits and you know what the whole show is they should do that for every season so like by the sixth season it's like you know she was an Annie, then they got married, and now she's pregnant with <laughs> twins, and, blah, 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 and then the kids will move to Europe, and they'll move to L.A., and then the series will end. They're having twins! Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's very, I mean, lots of, lots of it is very hokey, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they play the music, and then there's everybody looks up the stairs, and then she comes out, and then Mr. Sheff- Sheffield almost has this, like, Looney Tune wolf like open mouth yeah. jaw like jaw dropping like it's it's the yeah. blah, 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 like it's yeah. the nanny pull his tongue his tongue pulls out and just like <laughs> back into his mouth yeah and then right away you understand the dynamic between him and cc and then the rest of the dynamic that will follow is mm-hmm. that cc will forever sort of like hate the nanny like there's mm-hmm. some cat cat uh cat fight going on or you know like weird female and female hate going on throughout the show and then it it, like it progresses like and you can see that at the very end too is Mm -hmm. like they become these weird like at odd friends yeah um and then in the same with niles her then i love the the relationship between the nanny and niles is just so like fun because they're both very quippy mm-hmm. and so there's lots of scenes where it's just the two of like something will be happening and mr sheffield is like basically a rich pretty dumb dumb kind of mm-hmm. throughout because something will be happening or like mr sheffield will be like stressed out about work or whatever because he is the straight man and then the nanny and niles will like you know hit elbows to each other whispering like quips or whispering like puns or something and Mm -hmm. they're just like two goofs having so much fun at work all the time like technically they're working there Mm -hmm. and they're living there it's a weird situation i mean that's a situation that happens to lots of people i guess Mm -hmm. i just it's a world that we'll never live in where you're you have employees that live in your home yeah um i just it sounds like such a weird situation to me and 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 then uh having these two like sort of be these like pals at work that like will whisper jokes about their boss to each other but Mm -hmm. in a loving way is like so funny yeah and then so fast forward six years you want to talk about a weird work dynamic uh so the nanny is now married to mr sheffield and pregnant Mm -hmm. with twins Mm -hmm. so she has gone from being employed by him to dating being, being a stepmom <laughs> and now yeah stepmother and now soon to be mother to his children mm-hmm. um this was not in the credits i was not sold on this from the credits <laughs> um but we cut like we're basically cut to she's in the hospital she's you know ready to induce mm-hmm. and then um niles has proposed to cc 
Mm-hmm. And at first, so they, they show the, I don't remember any of the kids' names, unfortunately, but the uh, youngest Gracie. daughter. Gracie. Gracie. And then the son. Brighton. Brighton. Which is a disgusting name. It's disgusting, But it's yeah. like perfect for like rich boy attitude. Yeah. So Gracie and Brighton are there, but the third, the oldest daughter is not at first. Yeah, Maggie. For some reason, she's not waiting in the in the waiting room. Yeah, but she shows up by the time yeah. labor is happening. So I was confused. I thought maybe but like she, oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she had left the show at that point or something. But then she just shows up later. So like, mm-hmm. it was just like, I guess we don't need you for Act One, but do show up by <laughs> Act Two if you don't yeah. mind. Um, she really like. I mean, obviously, she doesn't really have a lot to do because like she's mm-hmm. leaving with Brighton to go to england or europe or yeah something. i think they go to europe i can't remember so so by that point maggie is an adult and she marries a young man so so mid season six maggie gets married mm-hmm. and i think he's like a mod like an international model or something okay. <laughs> ridiculous and then she has she moves she decides to move because of his career or something like that mm-hmm. to paris or like somewhere in france and then Brighton uses that. I think he uses that opportunity to go travel, which is why there's that joke at the airport, right? That he's gonna like travel rough, quote unquote. Oh, even I though just... it's like, and then and then the nanny is like, "Oh yeah, he's going rough with his Prada mm-hmm. purse and his blah blah." Like she dro- name drops all these like very expensive sure. brands. I, I, I guess I wasn't paying as close of attention to what was happening to the two of them because I just sort of assumed they were going to Europe together. Like that they I, were... I don't think they explained any of that. I think that's just yeah. like me vaguely rec- like remembering so how they like end the show by yeah. having them leave together, which is weird. Like, why would they like go to Europe? I mean, it's not, right. I don't know. It's also like, anyway. you're not saving, like you were not saving money by having them travel on the same plane. Like, it's no. not like you get a discount <laughs> if you buy two tickets at the same time or something like so it is weird that they were just like hey we're both going to europe like <laughs> well you want to share a plane like right they're not carpooling yeah it's like not, yeah yeah you're not like sa- sharing on like taxi cab fare like hey you're going to the same <laughs> restaurant do you just want to share this airplane um so and they- then the, the their their bio mom passed away which mm-hmm. they sort of mentioned a little bit throughout the show um, and then they mention it in the very in the pilot too. So there's not even the thing of like we're going to Europe to visit our right pa- or our other parent or mm-hmm. something like that. They like, I think there's two different reasons. Yeah, yeah it's very going silly. To I'm going to Europe. Do you want to go to Europe <laughs> together? Um, so they, uh, so Fran ends up. You know, she gives birth to the to the twins. Um, and then an hour later, she's at the airport. Yeah, an hour later, she's at the airport, <laughs> and they apparently spend. Um, 12 hours or so in the airport because like Mr. Sheffield says to her, they've already landed in Paris. (laughs) And she's like standing by the door feeling like sad and nostalgic. And that's like a ridiculous. Yeah. I was like, what? They've been in this lobby of the airport for at least eight hours because it takes, you know, six to seven hours from New York to Paris. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know. It's very bananas. So, (laughs) Back at the hospital, uh, Fran gives birth to the babies. Cece accepts Niall's proposal and then also finds out that she's pregnant. So they get married while while Fran is giving birth. Right. Um, and so... Because they couldn't... Uh, yeah, it's just like... 
it's a it's a lot a lot packed into like 22 yeah. minutes including mm-hmm. the final three minutes of the episode so you know all the storylines get wrapped up fran says goodbye to the house the crowd laughs and then she goes back in and her grandmother is like in a closet or something like they she like opens yeah. a door and pulls her grandmother yeah, out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the episode ends and then they all walk and then we see a shot of the studio audience. I know. <laughs> and then like a play the you know the uh, the PA says and playing Gracie, you know, this actress and then playing Brighton this and like he introduces everybody by character and actor name and they all come out mm-hmm. and bow. Mm-hmm. And then Fran holding a dog comes out and gives a big thank you speech. I've never seen this in a TV show. Like of all the shows I've watched in my entire lifetime, I've never seen a fourth wall break where they, they just acknowledge mm-hmm. we're all act. Like obviously, you know, they're everybody knows they're all actors. This is not like their real lives, but that they end the episode with like a, a final goodbye to the audience. And like, it was just a, such a weird thing. And that it only was like a minute and a half of like, thank you so much. Six years. Isn't that so great? <laughs> and then like, anyways, thank you. Goodbye. And then like one of the audience members says like, we love you, Fran. <laughs> we'll never forget you. And then it was just like, what? What am I watching? Yeah, it was. It, because I had I've seen it before. It yeah. didn't like, I don't think it weirded me out as much as it did to you. But now that you're describing it, it's very strange. And the only time I've ever seen like audience shots of on like sitcom sets like that was uh, the documentary uh, about the Fresh Prince that also came out on HBO Uh last year. But that's what it was in the documentary. I don't remember them doing that in the show The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm -hmm. Um, So I first like my first thought is so they have cameras behind the cameras throughout the filming of the show. And then they like for that particular documentary that I'm mentioning, like then they super cut it into like, they just happen to have B rolls of filming the set without it being filming the show. Mm -hmm. What? Like it's so, it kind of gets a little meta that I just like, what is that for? Like, Like, what do they think they're going to do with that footage? Right. Exactly. Did you plan on, you know, 15, 20 years later, yeah. there being a documentary about the show that you're like, oh, thank God we filmed this B-roll of the of the cameraman. Right. It's so strange. So totally weird. I think the only thing that I can think of that is probably an excuse where I'm like, it sort of makes sense is because I think that throughout the show, there's a lot of, so Mr. Sheffield is a, is a play producer mm-hmm. and he has an entire vendetta against a uh, real person in real life, uh, the guy who wrote Cats, Andrew, Loy- Andrew Lloyd Webber. Webber. Yeah. The only reason why I know that guy's name is because of the nanny. Because I don't know shit about theater Plays, or yeah. Broadway or musicals or anything like that. And that is the only reason I know that dude's name. And mm-hmm. the fact that he wrote Cats is be- and that I know about Cats mm-hmm. is because of the nanny. Which I told that to someone that's like a hardcore Broadway or... <laughs> theater kid and and they're appalled at me yeah they took it real well (laughs) they walk away from the conversation um so yeah sorry guys um if you'll excuse me i need to leave i'm going to grab my technicolor dream coat and my name is joseph goodbye but i think uh, that's it (laughs) joseph and the Um, technicolor dream coat was a 
Andrew Lloyd Webber production. Oh, wow. See, Don't, I have no clue. Um, but I think, I think that both the actor that plays Mr. Sheffield and the actor that plays Niles actually come from theater. Mm. And so I think that because there's a lot of like things like deep cuts about theater and theater culture within the, the, the show throughout. Mm hmm. It, it, it's my recollection anyway there's a lot of references and and things like that and um and so i wonder if that's like why they ended this like it's way, a play yeah where they it's like this weird mix of like very like like there's no doubt that this shows a sitcom through and through mm -hmm. like it's so 90s it's very like it can be slapsticky it's very situational comedy and and you know it's a comedy but then they'll have all these things about theater and it's weird it's kind of a weird mix of genres in a way yeah and the dog in the show is cc's dog there's mm -hmm. a whole thing about like so cc is a weird it's interesting because when you're when i was watching it as a kid you're supposed to hate cc right. like it's it's written like not hate hate her but like she's sort of the antagonist because mm -hmm. she she's the one that was like always there's always this weird thing where sh her and Mr. Sheffield are partners at work, but from the get-go, they portray her as having a crush on him and wanting to date him. And the lines are a little blurred for a long time because, like, even the kids think that they they're dating, mm -hmm. but Mr. Sheffield doesn't actually say that. I don't know. It's a little weird for like a couple seasons, and then they walk away from that because they need to like introduce the fact that at the end, like. The Fran and him are going to get together. Mm -hmm. But throughout, like, Cece is sort of very critical of the nanny. She's also, like, she's got to stick up her ass. So she's quite judgmental of, mm -hmm. like, where the nanny comes from and things like that. And thinks of the nanny as a superficial, dumb person. Which she can be in certain settings. But then she she's also very, like, street smart. Mm -hmm. Like, she she knows a lot about various other things that cc doesn't and 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 then also she has this huge banter back and forth between her like between cc and and niles mm -hmm. which turns into flirting which then endear like is endearing and mid-show there's like a whole like thing about them getting cc a dog like she hates the dog for an entire season but mm -hmm. takes care of it and it's this cute little pomeranian thing mm -hmm. And and there, the whole show is that Cece didn't even want a dog in the first place, but she like takes care of it, but it loves the nanny better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it like it will like run to the nanny and kiss her face all the time and like all these things. And the nanny loves the dog. And my mom always said, I'm pretty sure that's just friend Drescher's dog. Yeah. And then the show the show ends with her holding the dog and you're like, yeah, yeah that must be it. Because it and that's like part of the humor of the show or whatever so her and um, her and Cece sort of begrudgingly become friends eventually yeah they have these moments that are a little bit more kind to each other mm -hmm. or they like meet halfway or like the nanny would give advice to Cece and then Cece realizes the value of the nanny and then back and forth uh, for various things I think there's even like an episode where the nanny is supposed to like she like there's one up maybe I think only one episode where she like goes out of her way to pretend like she has a total different personality mm -hmm. like sort of this like 
she's all that situation where mm-hmm. they like do a makeover and they have her change her voice and she like deepens it to sound like um to sound uh, elegant or mm-hmm. whatever and like more from the world culture of Sheffield because she's like embarrassed like someone says something about her that's rude and so she's like oh shit should I change my entire personality mm-hmm. and so Cece helps her with that and there's one of their bonds in that way she ends up like going back to froofy hair and sure. nasally voice because that's what she's good at but um yeah it's kind of a sweet like a lot of the relationships tweak over time mm-hmm. um same with the kids of course because they're like I, growing and may i make a comment about fran and cc that's mm-hmm. why, I, why i asked i have a i have a prepared statement <laughs> are you ready for this sure i've heard of frenemies but franemies oh wow Okay, insert a laugh track here and uh good thing I've, I've saved i've saved audio of liza laughing so i'm gonna put in just a burst of liza laughing really <laughs> there we go um yes fran fran means thank you is great that's what the show on. should be called maybe that'll be the sequel when they bring it when they bring it back to hbo max cc and fran slash fran I did scream at the last episode where they reveal what Cece's full name is, mm-hmm. and it's Chastity Claire, <laughs> and I lost my shit. I like screamed, Chastity Claire. They do. That. I did not remember that. <laughs> they also did that in Boy Meets World too, where um, Mr. Feeney rev- says to Corey his his real name, Corey's real name, which is like, oh, what was he's it? Like. He says something like, don't we know each other well enough for blah, blah, blah. And then Mr. Feeney goes, we know each other well enough that I can call you Cornelius. And he, Corey's like, Mr. Feeney, Topanga doesn't even know that's my name. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. I That's such a 90s joke, I feel like. Yeah. People, I feel like we should bring, bring back that joke more often. I always get, it always makes me laugh. It's just mm-hmm. like, what? that's there uh the 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 new girl had one of those with uh you only find out that that winston's first name schmidt's first name is winston yeah yeah here you go um and that's why they call him schmidt (laughs) you only found that out like it's season four or something i think it's i think it's actually later i feel like it's one of the last seasons like it's either six or seven Cause I think it's, I like now we're talking about new girl. Um, I think it's when, cause he demands to take it back mm. and then like him and Cece go home Schmidt and she calls him Winston in bed. And he's mm. just like, Nope, Nope, we can't do this. This is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so anyway, classic joke. We'll keep coming back and I'll always laugh at yeah. it. Yeah. Um, the, other thing um with the i think the other thing that i love about the pilot Mm -hmm. is that pretty much like the main way for the audience to know that it's not that weird that the nanny gets the job even though she's never watched kids Mm -hmm. is because they they explain that the kids have gone through a lot of nannies because their brighton is like but like he's just kind of a pain in the ass. Like he does pranks and he's a Bart Simpson. He, yeah, exactly. Um, 
or like pretty much the entire premise of the movie Nanny McPhee, like, <laughs> or something like they just like kids that go through multiple nannies because they're like horrific. And mm-hmm. then finally, like the, ma- the magical one is going to like figure it out or whatever. Yeah. And the whole like scene where Brighton shows up with like a fake knife on his in his heart with fake blood, which is like, I don't know, pretty regular for a seven year old kid to mm-hmm. like play around with that. But the idea that that would be like what would make someone kit quit from nannying, right, right. like uh, nannies have seen worse. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> I will clean up this child's shit from the floor. Yeah, but if he puts a fake knife in his chest. And pretends like he committed the whole thing of like pretending to commit suicide was a little weird, but right. like that um the the idea that that would make a nanny quit to mm-hmm. me is just like okay. Yeah. <laughs> um but that whole scene where he sh- he shows up and he does the thing and it's ridiculous and silly. Mm-hmm. And then she's not, she's just like, whatever. Like yeah. I live in Queens. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen way worse. Yeah. Like in the Bronx. You think I've seen <laughs> Seen this award? Um, I I just love the like more slight like for how ridiculously like flashy and over the top the show is mm-hmm. the the way they wrote the nuance of why you understand that she's gonna be perfect for the job and the and why she's gonna be also like the fact that she comes with a different background and a totally different personality is going to be perfect to sort of match this like straight laced Mm -hmm. square, boring, uh, emotionally repressed family, like is, is like very nuanced. And I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, rewatching the whole show. I would do it again. Like watching the (laughs) first, this first and last episode, maybe Uh you want to rewatch the whole thing again. It it made me laugh again. Dang. yeah. And then the outfits are like to die for. You also mm-hmm. get lots and lots of cameos every single episode you see. Mm-hmm. You you eyed um Oh yeah. The waiter mm-hmm. in the first pilot is baby what's his name? James Marsden. That's right. Cyclops from X-Men. Mm-hmm. Uh he doesn't quite talk. Like he runs away yeah. and kisses Maggie. Like that's the whole kind of thing of why the nanny gets fired mm-hmm. is is because uh Mr. Sheffield walks uh, like walks in his office and realizes that Maggie has been kissing the the waiter. Look, if if the and, waiter like, loses it, if the waiter at my party was James Marsden, I'd be kissing him too. <laughs> but also, the weird part is: is the waiter supposed to be fourteen? Because mm-hmm. they clearly say that Maggie is fourteen. Yeah. So maybe he's sixteen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> after the fact. I was like, wait, was so it's child labor. <laughs> It's child labor. Also, it didn't like James Marsden has aged very well. Like he, I was like immediately like, Ooh, that's James Marsden. But I was not like, Ooh, he looks so like, I was just like, he looks like James Marsden. Like he still looks like this. Slightly younger and poofy hair. Cause it's like the nineties. God, this guy, like (laughs) just be handsome for your entire life. I guess. Ugh. Ugh. But you get lots and lots of cameos uh, throughout the show. It's there's a young John Stewart episode that I will forever remember, where the he almost him and the nanny almost get married, but they because she's like for a good chunk of the show mm-hmm. she doesn't know she hit her Mr. and Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield don't know that they like each other, and so a lot of the show is her like 
dating mm-hmm. random people or talking about dating or talking about not dating or things like that and 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 she has these boxes that were like set by her mom like she's looking for the perfect jewish boy that's mm-hmm. also a doctor and has money and is you know all of these categories they're like she's looking for a unicorn and um and then they she meets john stewart somehow i forget how but then he On happens the to be Jewish show. and a doctor and he's ticking all the boxes mm-hmm. and they like date and they're about to like get engaged or something like that. Oh, so he's and in then, the show for a while? I don't think so. I think okay. he's just in one episode. Wow. She was going to get married to him after an episode? I mean, yes. Oh, it's wow. ridiculous. Because he like takes all the boxes sure. and same with him where he's like, oh, you're the perfect Jewish woman or whatever. And then they go to... But like she invites him to a friend's wedding or something like that. And then they find out they have the same grandma. <laughs> mm. Also a new girl plot line. Yep. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if, uh, is it the Stephanie Merriweather or what's her name? Elizabeth Merriweather. Who, yeah. I wonder if she watched a lot of the Maybe. Maybe. She's the right generation. Yeah. Um. Anyway. It's an amazing show. Yeah. I think I know the answer to this, but out of five cosmetic bags, what would you give your watch of the nanny? I would give the nanny, watching the nanny, a complete five. Uh, what is it? Five cosmetic out of five. Bags, yeah, whatever. Um, makeup kits. Yeah. Boxes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's amazing. I'm sure there are jokes that jokes that are no longer appropriate and uh, didn't age well mm-hmm. throughout the show. That will be a bummer to watch again, but it is. it was still really funny to watch. How about you? Uh, I think like I having not watched the show growing up, I obviously don't have the attachment to it that you do. And having not watched the entire series two times over. <laughs> especially once in Ecuador. Um, I don't have that, (laughs) that attachment to it. So I think like just from the first and last episode, I'd give it four cosmetic bags out of five. Okay. That's still pretty high. Yeah. Cause like (laughs) I I miss, I'm missing a lot because I'm not watching the, 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 the six seasons in between Mm -hmm. episode one and episode 120 something or whatever. But, um, I mean, it was fun. I just don't like, yeah, because I don't have the, the attachment to it. I think it's probably just a, just a, it's a, it's a good recommendation from me, but I don't think I could give the full five. That's fair. I, you, it was higher than I was anticipating for not having like watched it like religiously or whatever. Yeah. Liza, are you ready for the surprise prize? Yeah. We didn't really talk about whether one of us was going to do a surprise prize. I have one. Okay, but good. We can okay, do good. Yours, if you have one. No, I don't have one. I was gonna like, if you had been like, I don't have something, I was gonna make it up on the spot. Can you hear the drums, Fernando? We should have done a Fran Drescher remix of Fernando. Oh my gosh! Can you hear the drums, Fernando? Oh, I was thinking like <laughs> the theme song explaining the podcast. Oh. And then it's two friends th- talking about things in high school. 
And then they'll do a thing called the surprise prize towards the end where the theme song. Anyways, Liza, what's the surprise prize? The surprise prize for this week is a question for you that I got inspiration from Twitter, which never happens. Ew. But a couple of weeks ago, I saw at least two celebrities doing this. So maybe I figured it was like a trend, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it was if it made it to you um, where they were posting pictures of famous actors mm-hmm. saying in the biopic of my life, these would be my parents. Mm. <laughs> and I know what I would answer for me. And I'm curious to hear if you know who would play your parents in a biopic movie of you. Why don't you answer yours first and okay. I will give it a th- I'll give it a think. <laughs> Maybe I should give <laughs> I should have given you well no, I wouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. Surprise. For me, I know for sure that uh at least fairly like visually and sometimes even personality like some of the characters they've played um my parents could be played by Harrison Ford for my dad and <laughs> and Sally Fields for my mom oh gosh <laughs> because first people have told me that my dad looks like Harrison Ford <laughs> if you take out like the grumpy beard Harrison Ford um, is a grump and has a beard. So I think that's. Yeah. And then the weirder part is like, so my mom used to tell me when I was a kid that like Harrison Ford in, in Star Wars always made her think of my dad, which is <laughs> hilarious. And <laughs> and then I watched uh, when I was in high school, I watched um, Indiana Jones and the Skull one, the really bad, the fourth yeah. one where he's really old mm-hmm. and like is well really yes old (laughs) and he's walking like he's walking with a limp a little bit or like Mm. you can tell because he's a pretty tall man and and, like he literally walks exactly like my dad with Mm. like rinkety knees a little bit and i remember like freaking out while watching (laughs) i was like oh my god she was right (laughs) dad (laughs) and then i say sally fields because uh my mom is petite and has big dark curly hair Mm -hmm. so that works and i one of the reasons why i love mrs doubtfire is because sally fields in is the mom in that movie and she's like angry at the kids all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) and as a kid i was like that's mom all the time (laughs) (laughs) so am i am i picking actors that like to me represent the values of my parents or just people that sort of like remind me of my parents. I would say the, I don't know, whatever is easiest. I would say if you have people that like remind you of your parents, either like in their person, like things, your parents, like either characters that have reminded you of your parents of things they've said, or people that just look like your parents visually. Hmm. Maybe this is homework for you. This is, yeah. Maybe harder than I thought. The, it was so easy for me to pinpoint that I was like, oh, I'm going to ask this for Andrew. God. Yeah, I can't think of anybody who like physically reminds me of my parents just off the top of the dome. Mm-hmm. I always thought that like whenever I see like 
uh, Michael Keaton on screen, I I get like a dad vibe from him of just like mm. I would like like I love my dad and I would never replace my dad and have anybody else be my dad. But if there was like you had to be adopted by an actor, it kind of feels like Michael <laughs> Keaton would be a good father. He just seems like maybe that should have been the question. <laughs> if you could be adopted, yeah. by he just seems like a very fun weird guy yeah that makes sense to be fair your parents are very unique yeah i feel like yeah they're like i I was trying to find like trying to guess what you would say and i can't think of anybody but that will be a cliffhanger for our listeners for maybe next week that's right (laughs) next episode gosh who would i like to be mother 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 (laughs) Mother, um, I think it would be, we talked about her recently. I think it would be Maggie Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, generally- Maggie Smith and, and, uh, and Michael Keaton is a power couple right Hell there. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Even though your parents are like, I feel like the two actors you picked in what how i view your parents are so much older than your parents i don't know how yeah, old they, they are. are but like i, I think, feel yeah i feel like your parents are much younger than that i think like michael keaton and my dad might be closer mm. to contemporaries but like i think maggie smith is like a full my mom's age older than my mom <laughs> she's twice the age of your mom yeah She's the, like, I'm, I'm sort of making Maggie Smith sound like the crypt keeper, but she's, she's not that she's old. Just, she's just immortal. She will. Yeah, forever... yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I guess that would be, what a thinker. What a good question. I was not prepared to answer that. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, we have a Patreon. You can uh, support us. All the shows that we do over here at Good Talk Studios, uh, go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash goodtalkstudio. You can subscribe for a dollar and you get one episode of a show a month or $5, you get everything. Wow. Everything. Um, Everything. Everything. And then Instagram.com slash throwbacktoschool, Twitter.com slash school, and then the website, goodtalkstudio.com. Talking about Patreon our bonus our last bonus mm-hmm. that came out for throwback to school we um talked about uh how hot or not hot the milo. photo of milo was mm-hmm. um and i watched in if anybody's curious i encourage everybody to go to patreon and listen to that uh-huh. um i also today he did buzzfeed released a thirst tweet video with him uh-huh and I found out, did you know that his last name, you don't say the G? He doesn't say the G. He says Milo Ventimiglia. Ventimiglia. And I had no idea. So. Wow. Learn something every day. Wow. A little bit of Milo trivia to end the podcast. <laughs> and Italian learning. Yeah. Wow. So Milo, if you're listening, you're welcome. We're helping people pronounce your last name. <laughs> Sir Ventimiglia. Yeah. Mr. Ventimiglia. I have to like think about it to not say the G. The G? I think I have said the G the entire time I've known him as an actor. So, and personally. And personally. We're close friends. Um, mm-hmm. 
which is of course I, why I know how to pronounce his last name. Right. I I call him Mai Mai, so you know. Yeah. Me 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 Mai Mai. <laughs> me me Mai Mai VV. VV. Anyways, that'll do it for this one. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye Milo. Bye Vivi.